Okay, here we go. <laughs> Let's do it. Hello, I'm Simon Merseth, and it's very good to be back with you again. It most certainly is. Now, I'm Steve McKay, for those of you who've forgotten, and, and can you believe it? This is, this is the hundredth, this is the one hundredth episode of Crave. The webcast, the podcast, you name it. But we're dedicated to talking about entertainment. Hundred, give it Simon, hundred episodes. You know, oh, we're no. practically an institution. Possibly we'd be belonging one. <laughs> but but <laughs> seriously, we made three figures, mate. We made it. We did it. It's incredible. We have been away for a bit, that's true. But we are back and back with a difference. And we don't just mean that uh, Steve and I are in our respective lockdown bubbles uh, using Skype. Yeah, I mean, I hope everyone realizes that, you know, we are we are socially distanced as, as the entire of Aotearoa is right now. Uh, but we're, but because of because of our constrained circumstances, we're actually going to find ourselves doing this a little bit more often. So we'll, we'll, what I think we're going to do for a while, Simon, if, if this works for you, mate, let's yep. do let's do one topic at a time. And let's really, really chew it to death the way only you and I can. I think that's an excellent idea. That's our new approach. Uh, but as always, we want to hear from you. We want to know whether you think Steve and I are on the right track or way, way off the track. Well, I mean, we know obviously we're going to be on the right track, obviously, but if you'd <laughs> like to disagree with us, uh, emails reaches podcast at cravepodcast.com. Uh, for your more socially media savvy types, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it, we are there at Crave Podcast. Absolutely. And we do have our website, which is full of news and reviews and photographs. Uh, that's cravepodcast.com. So, Right. For this, this, let's say it again, 100th episode. How many, Simon? 100. Our 100th episode of Crave. <laughs> so we, we, we're going to go, um, we're going to go some serious high-level escapist stuff today. Oh. We're going to um, a an American series that's been broadcast here on Neon. And it's it's a, oh, it's, I mean, how would you even describe the White Lotus? It's It's got a lot going on. Yes. Uh, <laughs> there's satire, there's yep. drama, and the satire is, is delivered in various forms. Um, but we, let's let's tell you this. Uh, as Steve said, it's the White Lotus. It, the story is set in Hawaii. The White Lotus is the name of a resort hotel. And this is a six-part series which follows one boatload of uh, tourists who, who go to the White Lotus. And the series tracks their interactions with the hotel staff and with each other. And it all spins and, and interweaves over the course of six episodes. Yeah, so 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 I mean we we have got comedy, you know, some of yes. it's actually flat out funny, and some of it is, oh, it's inky dark. <laughs> some of it, some of it's bleak. Yes. Um, we, we've we've got gender politics, we've got the generation gap, we've got racism and colonization and the undoing thereof. Um, oh, yeah. it's it, it's all there, isn't it? Yeah, a huge amount of social commentary going on just before we, we talk about the, the cast and, and what a good job they do just a quick word about the, the person who created this it's a guy called michael white he is himself an actor interested to find out steve he's also been a reality show contestant is that right <laughs> in the amazing race and, and survivor but he has spent a lot of time writing and producing um, films a couple of he would be well known for in new zealand i think would be particularly the school of rock yeah with uh, jack black and another Jack Black film called Nacho Libre, which I think was about wrestling from memory. Right. Mexican wrestling. Right. Uh, he's also uh, written a, a comedy drama series for HBO called Enlightened, 
which had Laura Dern in it. My that rings a wee bell. Um, so anyway, so he's got he's got a track record. He's been around for a while, and he's come up with the White Lotus. So um, Steve, it's a, it's a cast which many faces will be familiar with. People, uh, do you want to do, give us a, a one or two of the highlights from your point of view of who you thought did well? Well, um, let's let, let's take a very quick look at a quick clip from the White yep. Lotus um, to give people a, a sense of what we're talking about. Hey, sweetie, I thought I had cancer, but I don't. Yeah, I just have an abnormal reaction to a virus. That's great. Yeah, so I have a like a new lease on life. You're not getting rid of me yet, kid. <laughs> Why'd you think you had cancer? Well, if you really want to know, Paula, my testicles are swollen. Swole balls. Really? Yeah. Do they biopsy your balls, Dad? No, it's an MRI. Are they still big? Have they deflated yet? Not yet. So if it's a virus, are you contagious? If we caught it, what would happen to us? Will our clits explode? <laughs> That's a nauseating image, Olivia. So as, as you said, Simon, we, we, we start off the series with the, the stack of the White Lotus, uh, led by their manager, Armand, played, I mean, spectacularly by... And look, I can't believe I'm going to do this. I'm going to talk up an Aussie here. Um, <laughs> no. Murray Bartlett's from Sydney, but he was once in an episode of Flight of the Concord, so we can claim as we'll, we'll allow him. Oh. Okay. We'll allow it. But he's 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 the manager. He's absolutely brilliant. And and he and his his um his staff welcome, as you say, uh, a new batch of of guests. And we, we focus on three groups of guests in particular. So we've got um we've got the Mossbacker family. So we've got yes. um mother Co uh, Nicole, played by Connie Britton. Right. Um we we've got the increasingly um insecure and neurotic father, Mark. Uh, played by Steve Zahn. And then we've got possibly the breakout star of the show, um, Olivia Mossbacher, the daughter, teenage, uh, not teenager, early 20s daughter, I should say, yeah. played with 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 tartness, with archness, with um, all almost sort of like Maggie Smith in formation um, <laughs> derision okay, by wow. Sydney okay. Sweeney. Yes. Uh, and then and then her her, her best mate and tag along, uh, Paula. Paula. Played by Brittany O'Grady. Right. Yeah. And um, a lot, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No. And and a lot of the uh, initial sort of um, uh, observations that the writer uh, Michael White is making centres around that family. Uh, and it's uh, as you say, tart is a good word, Steve. Um, the uh, Olivia um, doesn't want anything to do with a younger brother um, uh, who is um, played by is Quinn. Quinn is the young br brother. He's on the outer. He just wants to spend time on his on his tablet. Um, and the daughter and her friend, as you say, um, Paula, they just want to do what girls do and talk and and maybe flirt a bit with the the people there on the um, who, who staff and just kind of be in their own world. And mother and father are there's some interesting gender politics power yep. plays between them. This is a relationship with a wife. Um, Nicole is actually the more powerful of the two, the more successful in business, and the husband Mark. Um, he's got health concerns. We won't spoil all the details for you, but um, he is uh, feeling the pressure somewhat in, in various ways. Yes. And they're trying to manage these t these young uh, kids at the same time. And so that there's a lot of reflections of the current state of, of um, modern middle class families, I guess, Steve. And that's that's very 
expertly drawn out by by Michael White, the writer, and then they play off against other people. The other, another, there's two other. You mentioned there are three groups. There are the yes. other two. First of all, we've got an. Um, oh, I was going to say middle aged but slightly more than that. Mm. Lady called Tanya McCoyd, yes. uh, played by Jennifer Coolidge, who's arrived on the island carrying her mother's ashes. Yes, and she wants to disperse them across the ocean waves. And that is, uh, she's an interesting character. And particularly her story gets her involved with one of the other staff in the White Lotus, the the manager of the spa or the health um, studio. That's um, Belinda, who's played by Natasha Rothwell. Yeah. And then finally, the married, the newlywed couple. Yes. Very important to the way the story develops. oh, Oh, very much so. Yes. Uh, and who are um, Rachel, played by Alexandria Daddario, and Shane, played by Jake Lacey. Uh, she's a writer. He's just rich from a rich family, <laughs> yes. entitled rich young man who's scooped her up. And um, she's, well, let's not give too much away, but there's a, there's a lot to play out in terms of how, the, how these, this newlywed couple um, settle in or don't settle into their relationship. Yeah. And, and so... So, I mean, we, we've sketched out um, three sets of characters there. And yeah. I think what I like about this show um, is we've got now is it, it's six episodes so, and they're each, you know, pushing an hour each. So there's room for these characters to breathe. Yes. There's, you couldn't, you, this could not have been a film. There's, there's too much um, that needs to happen. These characters, they don't, they, 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 they don't, they don't learn anything. They don't they don't they don't find out anything about themselves and go on journeys of self-discovery and redemption. They are all deeply, deeply flawed characters and they remain deeply flawed at the mm. end. But what we do is we get we're shown so much of what makes them tick that we do actually start to understand how their flaws work. And I think that's the beauty of this show. Yes. That's where it really works. So. So, yeah. Um, you, you talk about uh, what's her name, the uh, Rachel, the the, the the young bride played by Alexandra Daddario, and and it, it it initially is hard to understand. You know, she's a smart young woman mm-hmm. um, who's married to um, Shane, who's an absolute heel, and and you 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 think to yourself, well, well, you could do so much better yes. than that. You really could, and eventually you start to understand why she didn't. Yes, and and they and they sort of they, they the the show teases this out. The acting is fantastic. Uh, she manages to do just the right amount of vulnerability. Yes, uh, he without being a uh, ham, without overdoing it, he is just foul. Yeah, I think that's a good um, example of the the relationships, and as you say, Steve, how they can you can be when you first meet this couple. I actually like you. I I didn't buy um, the idea that uh, Rachel, who, who the smart um, young journalist, um, yep. well-read, um, had ended up with this guy. And, you, and you're led to believe initially, is it just because he's rich? But as 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 the story develops and as we got, start to see more aspects of her personality and her strengths and weaknesses, we come to understand how she ended up with him. And that becomes really important at the end. Um, uh, and I think that's just on that again is another example of that is the relationship between the the the, the older woman Tanya who's got her mother's ashes and she yeah. forms a relationship with um, uh, Belinda the the manager of the spa and it looks like Tanya's going to 
be a benefactor in some way for yeah. um, Belinda to maybe get her on her own two feet. And we're not so sure about that later on. And I think that was a nice bit of writing where you were led down one path and maybe you're not so sure whether you'll get to the end of that path. So that I, 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 as indeed there. Belinda was, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, we should just also talk, Steve, I'd be very interested to know what you think about uh, with the setting. It's in Hawaii. Yep. Um, we've got um basically an american cast as you say we've got an australian manager um he sounds aussie he doesn't try to hide it so i thought that was good um i mean it's it's nothing actually to be ashamed of no (laughs) um, and it's we have a lot of the staff there are um uh native hawaiians um and the music which is a really strong aspect of the way this is um put out there is um got this pacifica feel about it which is very interesting with some drums and some um very nice um singing um it's it gives it almost at times an ethereal sort of mood in a way well how did it strike you i i almost feel like it's a character in the show itself mm. or it's, or at the very least it's as, it's as much a part of the 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 feel of the program as as the setting is so it's like you say it, it's kind of like a, got a Hawaiian a kind of a Pacific kind of vibe mm, to it mm. but if you notice every single episode starts with a very moody sort of set um, long shot setting the scene and the music is deep I mean unfortunately I've got a fairly decent set of speakers with my TV so I get to, I got to like really feel this and you do it gets to you it it makes its presence felt and it becomes part of the experience. This is not one you want to be watching on a little screen on your iPad or something. Yeah. You really do want to get the full experience because it it, it looks, because I mean, obviously beautiful people in a beautiful setting, but then it sounds fantastic. And, and yeah, the music really, really does. Um, it seasons the show. It yes. flavours it quite splendidly. It really does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the opening uh, theme, which is quite striking because it's, slightly it, it's not the sweetest melody you've ever heard um no, almost, almost a little bit uh, jarring in a way but it's it, because it has got this element of satire in it, it 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 sets up the tone that this is um this piece of drama we're going to look at is going to be taking a poke at various things going yeah. on in our society and having a bit of fun with it so i think it did a very good job with that overall a very entertaining um thought-provoking uh, yep. piece of writing um, shining a light on some things that some of us might feel a bit uncomfortable with. Um, there was a bit of gratuitous male nudity there at one point, which <laughs> right, right, <laughs> actually quite confronting. Confronting, and yes, I, I'm not quite sure why it was. Oh, well, no, we know why it was there. Why they felt they had to do it in that particular way, I'm not sure. Yeah. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> it made you sit up and take notice, um, which is good. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a, um, it's not a, it's not, it's not light viewing. It's, no. It's drawing you in. It's making you think, but it's richly rewarding. It certainly is. Um, and 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 the one thing I want to revisit because I think you and I might disagree on this a little bit is, is you know, it's interesting. You you've got the three the three groups, and and only occasionally do they really sort of come together. I I don't think it's too much of a spoiler here, and 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 if it is too bad, just watch the show yourselves. But my my <laughs> thought was that 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 you could have told each of the three stories. 
mm. independently of each other. They occasionally enter each other's orbits, but but not 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 significantly. Yeah. But the glue that holds them together, the thing that really really knits the whole show together, is is Armand the manager, who is um he's an extraordinary performance to the extent that it ever is actually laugh out loud funny as opposed yes. to being like sort of an uncomfortable piece of entertainment it's when Armand's involved look Lanny I, I know it's your first day on the job and uh I don't know how it worked at your other properties but here self-disclosure is discouraged especially with these VIPs who arrive on the boat you know you don't want to be too specific as a as a presence as an identity you want to be more generic Generic. Yes. You know, it's a, it's a Japanese ethos where we are asked to disappear behind our masks as pleasant, interchangeable helpers. It's tropical kabuki. And the goal is to create for the guests an overall impression of vagueness that can be very satisfying, where they get everything they want, but they don't even know what they want or what day it is or where they are or who we are or what the fuck is going on um he's he's basically he's an australian basil faulty um even some of the physical physical mannerisms even right uh, brought that to mind even the mustache yeah. Look at if it, look at a, look at a photograph of of Armand, a photograph of Basil Fawlty. You'll see what I mean. Uh, but, okay. But, yeah. but trust me, for an Englishman of my age, that there, there is no higher praise than. Oh that. well, fair enough. Um, and I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Um, and and yeah, I mean, I said before that you know the characters don't really go on a journey. Uh, he kind of does, but it's not possibly the most um, how should we say, enriching or redemptive journey any character's ever been on. He's brilliant. I agree. He is brilliant. And he is, because it's in a hotel and he's the manager of the hotel, it is his interactions with the other, all the other characters, which in a way does, you're right, he's the glue of of the drama. Um, I enjoy, he he is a, his comedic touch is superb. Yes. Really superb. I did, in terms of the character arc, if you like, um, uh, I, by the end of the story, I, I cared. I think I cared more about some of the other characters, but I his it, it's a it's a fantastic performance. For example, I actually found myself really caring about what was going to happen to the young son, um, who is um, Quinn, uh, yes. who who starts off being, as I said, a just a typical young teenager buried in 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 his uh, laptop or his phone doesn't want to socialize or talk with anyone, has no friends, doesn't want to in any way engage with the fact that he's gone to Hawaii. And by the end of it, um, he has made that leap and he is interested in the immediate environment around him. And he's left with a very big decision that he's trying to fulfill and get his parents to agree with. And I I did latch on to his character quite quite strongly by the end. Yeah, that was probably about the only... the only redemptive yeah, art. Possibly, yes, yeah. And um, and interestingly, yeah. probably the character who needed the least redemption. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Because yeah. um, he I mean, was young enough to change. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas you've got people like, like I say, um, you know, Olivia, the the daughter of the Mossbacher family, um, who who is second only to Armand in in sharpness and in effortlessly withering um, stares. Uh, she she um, you know, she's a great wingman in um, Brittany O'Grady as Paula, her mate. Yes. And, and, yes. Until until she doesn't. 
Uh, and and again, that that's part of the whole racial politics, uh, the the gender politics, the the colonial versus um, the um, the colonized politics. There's an awful lot of, of of themes that that that, with one exception, and you you'll you'll know which exception I'm talking about here, are not really said out loud very clearly, but they're left to, to sort of to simmer and bubble under. Yes, yeah, there is one. You're you're right. There is one that is expressed more more generally, and that is in fact that friend um, Paula who yes. feels sorry for one of the staff members and actually openly says that the way his community is being treated is is not acceptable. Yes. She wants, she's determined to help him. Um, and in that sort of young person's way in which the world is black and white and you can do something and it's, <laughs> it's all good and there's no yes. shades of grey. And then and then she discovers that life isn't quite that simple. So that was um, that was well, a well written sequence. And as you say, it also played on her relationship with her friend um, Olivia, played by Sydney Sweeney. Uh, yeah. But look, this is really, um, I must tell you, it's an excellent series. I, at my age, I enjoyed it. And I've heard from some younger people. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of young people in this story yeah. who uh, similarly found it um, spot on in terms of what it was observing and how it was being expressed. So I think this yeah. is um, a smart piece of writing. It would appeal to um, uh, a lot of people and it's well recommended. Well, you'll you'll be pleased to hear that. I don't know if you've read this, but apparently there will be a second series. Yeah. Well, I'm not surprised. Not surprised. But, but what I like is, uh, and and you know, the, the, there's there's no secret. I mean, you'll, you'll see this in the in the opening sequence that there is a death. Yes. There's no spoilers there. So obviously we can't put the band back together for series two. No. So apparently what they're going to do is it's going to be a whole new setting, new characters, new location, but it's still going to be Michael White who's going um, to be heading it up. So, if, I mean, I don't know if you saw uh, Why Women Kill. I did not, no. Uh, okay. Well, they, they that that did something very, very similar. The, the first series told its one set of stories. Right. And curiously, three separate interweaving stories. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and then the second series, um, completely different. No, um, <laughs> the narrator was one of the characters from the first series, but other than that, there's no points of contact whatsoever. Okay. Um, but it's apparently they're going to do something similar. It's still going to be Michael White. And having seen what he did with the first White Lotus, I can't wait for the second one. Uh, likewise, likewise. Yeah. Now, right. one thing I will say yes. is six episodes was spot on. Mm -hmm. It was tight. It gave itself just about enough room to, to breathe, but it never outstayed its welcome. Yeah. Now, I just want to contrast that very briefly with yes. one that we're being drip fed at the moment. Right. Um, on now there's so many streaming services we can watch these days one loses track but i believe it's amazon prime right and it's one called nine perfect strangers i know that people have raved, raved about it i have not seen it but um tell me what you think well again i mean it's it's very very australian this one it's got um uh it's set in, set in a wellness retreat in notionally in california it's actually filmed in australia um and you've got uh nicole kidman as this mysterious russian guru mm -hmm. and you've got nine guests at this wellness center who've all got their curious backstories and they managed to get some uh american talent in there's people like um melissa mccarthy who's actually really good in it because she's not mm -hmm. trying to do slapstick comedy you've got bobby carnaval who frankly can do no wrong as far as i'm concerned he's brilliant um michael shannon's as creepy as ever uh, but then you got people like uh, asha keddy who um she was 
brilliant in Offspring, which is like um, Australian kind of um, family soap comedy. Uh, she was also in Underbelly, uh, which, which was fantastic. And she's really good. And obviously very, very Australian because presumably they couldn't get many more uh, American actors in to film it. But, the yeah. thing, but so you got this fantastic cast. Um, and apparently it's going to be eight episodes long. We've seen, I think, four so far. There's one a week coming out. And again, it's meant to be sort of like some sort of deeply biting look at the ultra wealthy. And it's not bad. Okay. <laughs> and 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 seriously, that's it. It it's got these long, lingering scenes of gorgeous retreat resorts, and it's got um, wealthy people doing wealthy things, and they've all got deep, complex secrets. And 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 on that level, it should be every bit as good as the White Lotus. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it doesn't have the music for a start. No. It no. also uh, takes itself far too seriously. Ah. Uh. Right. Which is one thing the White Lotus doesn't. It's, it's, no. There's, no, there's no lightness of touch to it. There's no, there's no, there's no air. There's no movement. There's no, there's no, um, there's, there's no stepping back and looking at yourself and thinking, well, what's going on here? Everything just feels like it's very, very serious and very brooding right. and very right. intense. And we're only halfway through, and we'll, we'll finish it. Yes. We'll, we'll finish it. But seriously, it's, it's not earning its keep. Not in the same way. The White yeah. Lotus knew what it was about from start to finish. Nine Perfect Strangers just wants to look at rich people and go oh look at them aren't they interesting <laughs> that's a good contrast okay well look we we said we're going to be a little more focused in our little chats this time we so we're going to leave it there but almost um there, there's one more thing is there's well, got just, to be today the, of all days it, on the day we are recording our our webcast podcast news has emerged that a well-loved band the world over yes has announced a new album uh, a new virtual concert tour, and they've even released a couple of songs. We're talking about ABBA, of course. Um, the two songs are Don't Shut Me Down and I Still Have Faith in You. They sound they sound like ABBA, Steve. In fact, let's take a quick listen. They sound like this. So there you go. So we haven't heard from ABBA in what about 30, 40 years? About 40, 40 years, years, apparently. It's yeah. About 40 years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do we make of this? Well, I, based on those two songs, the first one, the ballad that you've just played, um, I still have faith in you. I look, I know that they could do a syrupy song. I was drowning in syrup um, yes. listening to that. Um, that did not do much for me personally. 
uh, I guess it will for many of the fans. There's the second one is a more upbeat, uh, poppy song, and that's, I, for me anyway, a little catchier. Um, there'll be massive interest. I mean, they, they, they're a subculture, well, more than a subculture. They are a culture in their own right. They've continued to live on in film and musical and goodness me. Um, so what the heck? Maybe maybe in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, these times of pandemics, a group that comes along that sings simple, innocent, pop, catchy, um, not dark songs, no. well, maybe that's just what people want. Well, and right now, quite possibly. <laughs> I mean, I, I I read this in the paper this morning. I, I I I remember hearing a while back that there was talk of this coming, and then suddenly it appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. And and I put it on, and um, my very first thought was, I, I've heard these songs before. Yeah. 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 Um, the, the, there's nothing groundbreaking. You know, you, you basically you, you listen to "I Still Believe in You" and you're thinking, okay, are, yeah, okay, yeah, I know that song. Yeah, yeah, okay, they're doing that as well. Okay, yeah, you yeah. can sort of go through and pick out which of their yes. own songs they've plagiarised because it's it's it it it's distilled essence of ABBA. Yep, I think the that's team, right. The, the lovely pianos. You've got the the most astonishing vocals, um, and yet Anna Fred still sound every bit as beautiful as they did yeah, in yeah. their heyday. They've not lost that at no. all they sound gorgeous um the syrupy i mean it, it sounds like andrew lloyd webber produced this one it really does <laughs> um but, but then then after that you get the second song um we should remind me what's it called again it's called uh don't sh- is it don't shut me down sorry uh, where are we yeah something like that hold on he says but just keep talking while i double check yeah. that steve but 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 again <laughs> like i say this distilled essence of abba it's yeah. very very much um don't a shut classic, me down. Don't, don't shut, shut me down. Me down. It's yep. a classic ABBA song. It's it's got a lovely little disco pop groove to it. Yeah. But this, they, they, these guys know what they're about. There's a reason why they're one of the most successful bands in the world for ever. Um, and it's because they know how to take a song in any other hands would be, oh, that's a nice little ditty. Yeah, fair enough. Move on. These guys somehow, there's something, and I, I couldn't even, if, if I could tell you what it was, I'd bottle it and I'd be a rich man. Yeah, they know yeah. what they're doing. They know how to turn this into the most deftly crafted pop music known to yeah. man. Somehow, they seemed to know what people wanted. Yes. And that that's a very interesting um, talent to have. And with it, it'd be fascinating to see as this as the um, the album is released and this tour kicks off, how many of a, a younger generation might buy into that. Maybe they will. It'd be really interesting to see. Well, let, let, let's anyway. face it. After, after Mamma Mia and indeed Mamma Mia 2, Here yes. We Go Again, the best titled film ever. Um, <laughs> you know, they're, 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 they're still a living, breathing presence. We know that this yeah. is going to. Yeah. Going to sell. I'm just gutted that they're only playing in London and we can't get to see them because that would be fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, right, Steve, it's lovely to have been got back together again and uh, celebrated our 100th episode of Crave. Yeah, um, you see, ABBA aren't the only much-loved art oh. act who have finally made a comeback today, are they? Oh, what a segue. Oh, yes, that's lovely. Yes. Us um, and ABBA, there you go. <laughs> um, so, look, thank you very much for um, listening to Steve and I. Uh, we'd be fascinated to hear what you think about our, our thoughts on the White Lotus and on ABBA and maybe on Nine Perfect Strangers too, Steve. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so there's a lot of ways to get in touch with us. Steve mentioned um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We've got our web website itself, Crave Podcast. At, sorry, the website's called CravePodcast.com, and you can reach us by writing to podcast at 
www.thecreatepodcast.com. I've got that and right, it, haven't I, Steve? You, you, you did indeed. It's like you've done it before, Simon. And, <laughs> no. and, and of course, social media. We're all, we're all, we're all over the yeah. the the Insta books and the Face Twitters and all the rest at Crave Podcast. You can't miss us. Fantastic. Well, um, until next time. I'm there will there'll be a next time soon, Simon. <laughs> I'm going to do that again. <laughs> I know. I step right over you. We, we're out of practice, mate. We're out of practice. That's the problem. Uh, Let's do it. Yeah. So um, thanks for watching. Until next time, I'm Simon Mercep. I'm Steve McCabe. And that's what's been entertaining us this week. Indeed it is. All oh. right, then. Well, that that was a boatload of fun. Yeah. Kapai. <laughs>